Welcome to Grace Community Church. Woo. So good to see all of you. My name is Christine. I'm the Women's Director here at Grace. Today is an amazing day. As you can see, there are many students in front of you. Today is Student Driven Sunday, and we have some incredible students, and two of those students are standing with me this morning. Jacob Goswick, Dylan Kutzier, and they are going to share our amazing announcements this morning, guys. All right, let's start off with the children ministry needs. There are still many needs in the children's ministry. This is an incredibly important ministry and it can't happen without you guys. There are approximately 50 spots that need to be filled up on Sunday mornings, along with Awana and the Golden Oak Bible Club. You can sign up at the children's ministry table on the patio. And then also the junior high all-nighter. That thing was so fun in middle school. Well, but anyways, the junior high all-nighter is coming next month, Friday, September 22nd. It is a great and exciting night, and we need all sorts of volunteers to help. You can contact Jared Irvine if you're interested or you guys want to get. All right. We also have a very important meeting tonight regarding our current church property, as well as our new church property on South, Sov South Lovers Lane. We need a quorum of our church members and there will be a vote regarding future decisions so please be sure to be at this meeting it's at six o'clock here in the worship center and child care will be provided next sunday morning august 27th two days before jacob's birthday <laughs> we will have one worship service from 9 to 10 30 where we will honor and celebrate our wonderful worship pastor brian johnson thank you and if you're new this morning, we do want to take this opportunity to welcome you. If you don't mind raising your hand, we have a packet of information for you. And in the back is a communication card. If you don't mind just filling that out, placing it in the offering plate that just lets us know how we can serve you. And let's just get ready to worship the Lord. It is a great day. Well, good morning, Grace Community Church. Let's all stand as we worship together. together. Oh, yeah. 
right. Well, why don't you take this time to greet somebody next to you this morning? Good morning, friends. My name is Isaiah Holt, um, and this is my home. Uh, this is where I grew up. But a lot of you know that because um, a lot of you brothers and sisters, you grew up right alongside me um, in these buildings among these people. And a lot of you mothers and fathers out there, you guys are the ones that raised me. Um, you're the ones that watched me grow up right here. Um, and one year ago today, uh, I had the opportunity to stand before you much like this um, and let you know that the following Friday I was going to be going to college for the first time uh, and that I knew nothing about what my new life in San Diego was going to look like um, and about how that was a reality that brought me to the point of physical pain. Um, the uncertainty in my situation at that time uh, caused migraines in me, which to this day was like a pain like I haven't felt before. Yet, despite that physical pain, in fact, that physical pain was confusing to me um, because my mind and my soul were well. I was, re I was in complete rest about the future, and that was because of this home. That was because of the opportunity I had just before to follow Corey to Guatemala. Um, and, and serve the people there alongside my brothers and sisters. It was because of the opportunity I had to live among my sisters, my brothers and sisters, for a week um, at Satellite Ski Wake Surf. By the way that Corey led me and by the way that my brothers and sisters uh, followed Christ alongside me, I was completely and totally convinced in the sovereignty of God. I knew that everything that was going to happen in the future was going to work to my greatest good and His greatest glory. I had no fear, even if my physical body couldn't understand that, wouldn't understand that, didn't want to understand that. Um, now, the part that I didn't get to tell you is that following Wednesday, Corey Ogborn connected me with a man named Connor Brumbaugh, who I'm sure many of you know of from when he grew up here. Um, he had been living in San Diego for uh, a while at that point, and he had found a church that he loved, absolutely loved. And so Corey connected us. That Wednesday, I met Connor. That, or that Wednesday I, I was connected with Connor, that Friday I moved in, and that Sunday, that next Sunday, uh, I met Connor at the church that I now call home in San Diego. From standing right here, being totally unsure what my new life looked like, it took seven days for Christ to use you guys to give me a new home. And that was crazy. And it was through that church that I was introduced to an on-campus organization at my school known as Young Life. And it's now through that organization that I have the opportunity to do ministry at the campus that I've been brought to. And a lot of you know that because you're supporting me in that, whether it be through prayer, financially, or through friendship. And that in itself is crazy. It took less than a year for Christ to use this family to give me a new home, a job, and a passion for the people that I've been called to live alongside. And that's surreal. And aside from that, I was able to return this summer for my last summer, what's likely my last um, 
span of time living uh, with my parents and, and here in Visalia. And I was welcomed back into the same family that I left. I didn't have to sacrifice the closeness of this family to get a new one. And that's something I think unique to, to the bride of Christ, to the church. And to, to come home this summer to see the same brothers and sisters, to follow my same leader to the same mountaintop in Guatemala. And where I saw uncertainty the year before, I just saw blessing after blessing after blessing that God used you guys to give me. And that was, that's been a surreal experience looking back at that. And shortly after Guatemala, um, getting major jaw surgery, um, reconstructing literally my entire face. I didn't look like this six weeks ago, but um, it was my brothers and sisters here that without thinking twice were right there alongside me in the recovery process in my broken, bloody, like, swollen state. I did not look good, you guys. They were <laughs> right there because I was the same brother that left them. That's because they truly loved me. The fact that I had been in San Diego for a year meant nothing to them because what connects us isn't physical closeness. It's not living in the same place. It's the Christ that we're serving and he's not changing. So why would our relationship with each other change? And And that's, that's a closeness that you can only find in the church. And that's a closeness that you guys have given me at this church. And so brothers and sisters, um, please join Satellite. Um, follow Corey with us and allow God to use Corey to lead you in your calling. And moms and dads, mothers and fathers, thank you so much for enabling our leadership, for enabling Corey, Jared, and Stephen to lead us, for enabling them to allow God to use them. It's simultaneously something that we don't deserve and something that you're doing for us. You're raising us up, you're showing us how to follow Christ, and you're sending us out. And so thank you so much for that. And in just a few short hours, I'm going back to that second home. And so please don't leave today um, without letting me say, Goodbye and thank you. And um, now the, the man that I've been speaking about, um, the man that I've been able to follow uh, these last few years um, alongside my brothers and sisters, Corey Ogborn. Thank you very much. You know, he paid me to write that speech. <laughs> Just kidding, thank you. I did not know. Um, the extent of what he was going to say this morning, but thank you, Isaiah. Thank you for sharing your story and for sharing your life. I'm so proud of the choices you have made and the journey you're on um, before so many. I thank you for sharing this morning. We have a great morning in store for you. I won't take much of your time this morning. These young people are the message. I want you to hear that again. These young people are the message. They'll tell you about their summer and you'll leave this morning blessed. I would, however, like to say a few words about Satellite and the young adults of our church. And if I could use one word to sum up our summer, it would be community. Now, I realize that I talk about community a lot in Satellite, and it's for a good reason. In Hebrews 10, we are told to not give up meeting together. And in Acts 2, we are reminded that early believers were together and lived in and celebrated community, eating, learning, and loving others together. The young adults of Grace Community Church do this well. I'm so blessed to be called to lead such an incredible group of young people. 
We spent time in Guatemala this summer. We served alongside North American and Guatemalan missionaries at various jobs in a small and very poor community. It would be easy to walk away and be thankful for the stuff we have. You know what impressed me about this team that we took to Guatemala? They came together in community to serve, to love the poor the way Jesus did, to be Jesus to others and to each other. Nobody struggled alone. Nobody served alone. Such an incredible witness for our church and for Jesus Christ. And more than 60 of us headed to the Delta for Ski Wake Surf this summer. Pastor Tim spoke to us about the dangers of graven images or idols in our lives. You know what impressed me the most? Not just that so many young adults carry their Bible to our meetings. Not that I watched as they ate together, worshiped together, and learned together. Although these things were impressive. But the way they came together on the boats when somebody was learning to surf for the first time. The patience and understanding each person, each person on this group had if they had to give up part of their turn for somebody else. The encouraging words that were, ce that were celebrated and said as people succeeded or sometimes failed on a wakeboard or surfboard. It was incredible to see community on the Delta. I've recently begun rereading Dietrich Bonhoeffer's book, Life Together, and in it I found this quote, the person who loves their dream of community will destroy community, but the person who loves those around them will create community. Community is that easy to create. All we have to do is love one another. You will see pics in the following slideshow of Guatemala, Ski Wake and Surf, and one of our four summer swims we had in satellite. We like S's in satellite. We have satellite ski, wake, and surf. We have satellite summer swims. Have to be very careful and enunciate carefully. It's possible that this morning you're not sure where you fit in this church. I challenge you to take time to explore community. Jared is doing an incredible job building community in junior high ministry. In high school ministry, Community has been revealed to me in a new way recently. As our two exchange students arrived this summer, Sarah Holt, Audrey, Bradley Campen, and Katie Mays welcomed them. And many others took time to welcome them to California and to Grace Community Church and to invite them to high school events and to be a part of what was going on in high school ministry on Sunday mornings. High school is a great place to experience community. If you're an adult and are looking for community, you can find it in our groups. And it's that time of year to sign up for an R group. In our adult Bible fellowships, our Women of the Word, Family Matters, Proclaimers, and others are a great place to find community on Sunday morning at Grace Community Church. Serving in our children's ministry, we find community. My wife speaks very highly of the women she serves in the nursery with, and there are a lot of needs in children's ministry. Please sign up to serve together. You'll find community. And if you're a young adult looking for community, have I got the place for you? Can I recommend Satellite? I know you think I'm biased, but this is an incredible group of people. There's not a doubt in my mind that you will discover that you've got a friend in Satellite. Enjoy the slideshow of our summer in Satellite.
Have you come to the end of yourself? Do you thirst for a drink from the well? Jesus is calling. Oh, come to the altar. The Father's arms are open wide. Forgiveness was born with the precious blood of Jesus Christ. Leave behind your regrets and mistakes. Come today, there's no reason. Jesus is calling. Bring your sorrows and trade them for joy. From the ashes a new life is born. Jesus is calling. Oh, come to the altar. The Father's arms are open wide. Forgiveness was born with the precious blood of Jesus Christ. Oh, come to the altar. The Father's arms are open wide. Precious 
Bow with me while we pray. Gracious Heavenly Father, we would like to take, take this time and thank you for how great and wonderful you are. Lord, please bless everyone here in their daily lives and allow us to, to worship in everything we do. Lord, we would like to take this time and bless your church by giving our tithes and offerings. And Lord, put our, on our hearts to give and give generously so we can further spread your good name throughout the world. Thank you for this day and all the blessings you've put before us.
Hi. My name is Olivia Felstead, and I am a junior at Golden West. So I was introduced to Grace by one of my really great friends, and um, my life has changed a lot. I have been a Christian for two years, um, but I grew up believing that a Christian was someone that called themselves a Christian, but just went to church on holidays, and I think we all know that that's just not the case. Um, I remember one of my friends asking me, um, how long I've been a Christian. And of course I said, oh yeah, I've been a Christian my whole life. And I remember asking them, I'm like, how long have you been a Christian? And they said, oh, I've been a Christian for two years. And I remember being so confused, like, how are you all of a, all of a sudden a Christian like two years ago? I mean, I've been a Christian my whole life. <laughs> um, so that was the first time that I really realized that my perspective of a Christian and what a Christian actually is is very different. Um, if you didn't already know, our church went to beach camp. This was the first time I've ever taken a trip with, uh, with the church. So um, it was a really amazing experience, and I'm just so blessed that I could have gone with these amazing people and my friends. Um, another really amazing thing about beach camp was the speaker. Um, he went from being a part of a gang and just a really negative life to uh, teaching us about God and his word, and I just thought that that was really inspiring. One of my favorite things that he said that I think that we can all uh, can relate to is trusting in God. We've all been through tragedy and we've all experienced a loss in, a, in our lives or something that um, really kind of broke us down. And um, that was something that really um, kind of spoke to me. He said that even if God doesn't give us the answers right away and we really need them, that we still need to trust in God because um, uh, trusting in God is just kind of the key to moving on um, and letting it go. One of my favorite memories about beach camp was getting baptized. Um, it was a really emotional day, and I knew it was going to be once I woke up. I just, all the emotions were flooding, and <laughs> it just wasn't really happening for me. <laughs> but um, being baptized meant a lot. Um, we had a meeting prior, and it was what being baptized really meant. Being baptized isn't really about washing away your sins and kind of a clean slate for God. That's not what it means. It's kind of being baptized is about kind of letting your old self lay to rest and a new self was born. And that was something that really was dear to me because it's just something that I needed to know, that I can take all this burden off my shoulders and just leave it in the past and not look behind my, look, look, look back at it. Um, and I'm so thankful being baptized by my pastor, Stephen. He was one of the figures that really made um, Beach Camp a very memorable moment for me. Um, I would like to end this off by Bible verse Galatians 2.20. I have been crucified with Christ, and I no longer live, but Christ lives in me. The life I now live in the body, I live by faith in the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself to me. Thank you. Hi everyone, my name is Nicholas Patton and I am currently an 11th grader at Golden West High School. This year was my third year at beach camp and while I was at beach camp, there were two things that our speaker Mike said that really stood out to me and challenged me. The first thing that Mike said that really challenged me was that as followers of Christ, we constantly need nourishment and we cannot just have small bits of time with God, but that he needs to constantly be the main focus of our lives and we need to either take time or make time to spend time with God. 
one reason why this really challenged me, especially heading into the school year, was that it made me realize that with all the stress and busyness that come with the school year and all its extracurricular activities, whether it be classes, sports, clubs, leadership positions, etc., that all those things need to come second to God and my relationship with Him. It made me realize that I need to put God and the things that help my spirituality grow in front of those extracurriculars and not to put it behind them like the world may tell us. The other thing that our speaker Mike said that impacted me was that we need to be deeply rooted in our relationship with Christ, which also relates to the main theme of Beach Camp this year, which was rooted. Mike illustrated this concept by telling us a story about a tree by his house, which stood huge and beautiful. But one day when a storm came, the, entri the entire tree was uprooted and it showed that while the tree was magnificent at first glance, it had no roots and when the first storm came, the tree could not handle it. You see, we can look as religious and as perfect as we wanna be, but where it truly matters is when the storms come and your faith is truly tested. It really made me realize that wherever I go in my life, I must be so deeply rooted in my relationship with Christ that when any dark time in my life hits, I can remain faithful to Christ, whether it be something small, such as this past week when I accidentally tapped someone's bumper in a parking lot and I was worried sick for about a day of what was going to happen to me, <laughs> or something much larger, because we all go through dark spells in life, whether it be the loss of a family member, hard times, you name it. And it is through these trials in life that our roots in Christ are tested. A couple highlights for me from Beach Camp this year were my girl group and the fun we had and the talks we would have every night. And we we're all just very close and connected at camp. I also enjoyed having fun with all my friends from going to the beach, tournaments, everything else in between. Serving on the worship team was also a big highlight for me because I was serving God using my talents and it was a great experience. And another big highlight was growing closer to God and being challenged to grow deeper in my relationship with Him. Over these past weeks since Beach Camp, I've really been challenged with these ideas in mind of putting God first in my life and everything else behind Him and becoming deeply rooted in Christ so that when the storm comes, I can stand firmly rooted in my faith and not have it be toppled like the tree with very little roots. To you, the congregation, as well as my fellow students, I challenge you in the same way, that even with the stress of things like work and school and the constant busyness of your lives, that you will find a way to put God first in your life and to realize that He is the most important thing in your life and the only thing that matters in the end. I also challenge you to become deeply rooted in your relationship with Christ and to constantly be growing those roots so that you may withstand any storm that comes your way. I would like to end, close with our main verse for Beach Camp this year, which comes from Colossians 2, 6-7, and it states, So then, just as you have received Christ Jesus as Lord, continue to live your lives in Him, rooted and, and built up in Him, strengthened in the faith as you were taught, and overflowing with thankfulness. Thank you. Thank you, Nick. Thank you, Olivia. My name is Stephen Elliott. I'm the pastor of high school ministries here at Grace. As you already heard, our, our theme was rooted. I'm going to read it one more time, even though you, you just heard it. But uh, Colossians 2, 6 through 7, as, as Nick said, this was our, our emphasis, our theme for the week, our focus. Uh, and now, and Paul says, And now, just as you accepted Christ as your Lord, you must continue to follow him. R let your roots Grow down into him and let your lives be built on him. Then your faith will grow strong in the truth you were taught and you will overflow with thankfulness. Something I was reminded of, something I took away from this week at camp was the importance of first and foremost developing roots and then fruits will follow. I loved that, that word play, but that was uh, something that we focused on during the week of camp. You see, I think too often in our church and in our culture, we really work hard at developing 
the the outside we want the outside to look good we want we focus on the do's and don'ts we want to make sure on the outside that we look like really good put together christians but i think what what i was reminded of during the week of camp what i was inspired by and encouraged in once again is that and what paul says here is that first and foremost the, the most important thing is that we need to let our roots grow down in christ and then a life of fruitfulness will follow as a result of that too often i think we focus on the outside and we neglect the most important thing which is being rooted in christ i think that until that we until we are first and foremost grounded in him um, when we are completely satisfied in him when we are falling in love with him more when we are drawing our our life and our nourishment from him our finding our joy in him when we are being secure in him just like roots secure a tree only then will we will we produce lasting and authentic fruit. So that was my challenge from the week. And, and I, um, yeah, I just, I just loved it. I love beach camp and I love, I love it so much because I think, and, and you who have served in various ways, you know this and that you, you show up thinking, oh, you're going to serve the students and you're going to be there for them. But, but you walk away inspired. You walk away more encouraged. You walk away challenged in your faith. And I was once again challenged in my faith. I want to take a moment and I want to just say thank you to Grace, to you, Grace Community Church, for pouring into our students, for believing in our youth, for realizing that this is the next generation of believers and they carry the banner, they carry the flag of Jesus Christ on with them. So thank you for pouring into them. Thank you for believing in the camps and the ministries and the mission trips and investing into, into those things with your time, uh, with your finances, with your prayers, with your abilities. And I want to leave you with one final encouragement. I want to remind us once again of the importance of living our lives in and among them and surrounding ourselves, um, surrounding our lives around them and walking with them and living our lives among them and inspiring them. And I want to remind you, uh, I want to inspire you with this story. I read it this week. This is about St. Francis. Brother, St. Francis said one day to one of the young monks at the monastery he served at, let us go down to the town and preach. The novice, delighted at being singled out to be the companion of St. Francis, quickly obeyed. They passed through the principal streets, turned down many of the byways and alleys, made their way out to some of the suburbs, and at length returned by a winding route to the monastery gate. As they approached it, the younger man reminded Francis of his original intention. You have forgotten, Father, he said, that we went down to the town to preach. My son, Francis replied, we have preached. We were preaching while we were walking. We have been seen by man. Our behavior has been closely watched. It was thus that we preached our morning sermon. It is of no use, my son, to walk anywhere to preach unless we preach everywhere as we walk. Grace Community Church, I want to remind us one more time that we are the message as we live our lives in and among these students, remember that our lives are the greatest message they will ever see and they will ever hear. So thank you for serving them so faithfully. Thank you for pouring your lives into them. Um, you are the greatest message they will ever hear. Thank you.
Hello, my name is Kylie Cutler, and I'm a seventh grader at Valley Oak Middle School. This year, I was finally able to attend summer camp with the junior high ministry. I have been waiting for this opportunity for a long time as I've watched my siblings go to church camp many years before me. I really didn't know what to expect going into it. On the van ride up to San Diego, we made lots of hilarious jokes and memories. During the week, we had fun-filled days. Our days started by having breakfast, then going straight to worship. Next, my group and I would have great discussions about the sermon. After lunch, we had free time, which includes going to the beach, bike tours, surfing, boogie boarding, bubble soccer, and archery tag. My personal favorites were going to the beach with my friends and playing bubble soccer. Later at night, we would have worship, then once again had free time. We ended the night by going to our dorms for group discussions and then getting a good night's rest to prepare us for the next day ahead of us. The highlight of my week was growing closer to both the Lord and the other students. Throughout the week, I really felt the Lord working inside of me through the praise and worship. The theme of the week was forsaken. The speaker, Chris Hilton, talked about idols and that idols don't just have to be statues, but the things that you value most in life above God, such as sports, shopping, jewelry, school, and many more things. The verse that really stuck out to me was Proverbs 3, 7 through 9. Don't be impressed with your own wisdom. Instead, fear the Lord and turn away from evil. Then you will have healing for your body and strength for your bones. Honor the Lord with your wealth and with the best part of everything you produce. Thank you. Good morning, Grace Community Church. My name is Nathan Canaday, and I am an eighth grader at Sundale. Last month, my youth group and I were privileged to go to Hume, San Diego. This trip was truly amazing. We all had so much fun and there were so many jokes and joyful memories. But the best part was the relationship to God that was built up stronger and stronger every single day. We had a phenomenal speaker named Chris and who started very real conversations that everyone could really connect to. Our theme this week was Forsaken. In this, we studied 1 Samuel and this is where the story of King Saul's life takes place. Uh, we saw that Saul started off as a really good king who obeyed God. But then later in his um, reign, he started listening to others and not doing what God wanted. One thing that we discussed was how we may have these really high points in life, like when we were at camp. I think I can speak for everyone here and say it was a life changing. People were into the worship. People were taking a whole lot of notes. And we got a lot of father's spaghetti. Oh, I lost my spot now. Um, <laughs> uh, after those high points, when we go back to school, where we are not all surrounded by amazing men and women who want to build us up in the Lord, and oftentimes we start getting distant to him and feel like he's not with us, but that's not true. Through the bad and the good, God is there. One of the things the speaker spoke about was not feeling God was with us, instead knowing that God is always with us, even when we're at the lowest points in our life and feeling the most pain in our lives. Even when I got hit so hard by Jared in bubble soccer to the point where my shoes flew off, God was still with me. Chris, our speaker, was very straight up with us and said that God doesn't love us because of our good deeds or whatever. God loves us because he created us and we are his. 
During chapel one day, we had the choice to go to one of five seminars. I chose an apologetics discussion. Man, I never knew there were so many ways to say sorry. (laughs) But this seminar gave us a few questions to get conversation started and facts about our faith and other religions. On the last night, we sat in a huge Greek amphitheater with a huge fire. I mean, I guess you could even say that we were fired up to be there. (laughs) I'm going to end this with uh, the main verse for that week, and that is 1 Samuel 12, 24. But be sure to fear, fear the Lord and serve him faithfully with all your heart. Consider what great things he has done for you. And now we have a slideshow. Good morning, everyone. My name is Jared Irvine, Director of Junior High Ministries here. Um, There's an interesting scene in Revelation 19. It's where the Apostle John encounters this this angel. And it must have been a very glorious and majestic angel because John begins to bow down in a posture of worship. But the angel immediately stops him. And he tells him essentially to get up. And then he says, I'm only a fellow creature and servant of God. And then he directs John to worship. And he says, direct, he directs him to the worship of God because worship is to be centered upon God and God alone. To use this interesting scene as an analogy, not only do we often misplace our worship by placing things other than God, but we misplace something that's also really important to us. And that is our hope that we misplace it in other things other than God. We think that if we only get this this job, everything will be great. If only we get this possession, or we look at the state of our nation, or the state of this world, and we put our hope in some political figure or regime that's going to come in and make all these changes. Or we think, you know what, our generation has done a terrible job, and maybe the next generation will write the course of history. And so we put our whole hope into the future, into the next generation. And as great as some of these things are, they are misplaced hopes. Because our hope is ultimately to be found in God and God alone. See, Christianity is filled with hope. It's it's brimming over with hope. First Peter says that we've been saved into a living hope. Now, what about our hope? Is it, how is it alive? How is it living? Because it's not placed in a thing, but it's placed in a person. Our hope is in Jesus. He is the hope of the world and he is alive. And it's because of what Jesus has done and because what Jesus will do is why he's our hope. It's because he died for our sins so that we could be forgiven of them. And then he rose from the grave and defeated death. And then he ascended into heaven where he is enthroned as king. And he is coming again. And when he comes again, he's going to fully establish the kingdom of God and eradicate all evil and make everything new again. And you see the last enemy that we have to face is death. 
and death will be defeated when we, yes, that's right, you will be resurrected from the dead and you will live with God forever and ever. Where there'll be no more pain, no more suffering, no more crying, no more heartache, but only joy and the presence of God and one another forever. That's our hope. And it's unbelievable. It's unbelievable, but it's so secure as well. Why? Because it's not placed in a fallible, corruptible human being, but it's placed in the incorruptible, in the infallible, divine Son of God. And so we know it's going to happen because He's King and He's coming again. And as strange as this might sound, on a student-driven Sunday, these kids, as great as they are, are not our hope. Only the Lord is our hope. But you know what? Seeing what the Lord did this summer in student ministries does give us hope. Hearing their testimonies, every student that gave a testimony, so wonderful, gives us hope. Not because this student or that student or even these groups of students is going to change the world somehow, but because God has changed their world. Because God is still active. Because God still works. Because God still saves. And that's something to get fired up about, to quote Nathan. <laughs> and you know what? God may use them. And I hope he does to change this nation, to change the world. But ultimately, it's going to be God. Because as Jesus said in John 15, that apart from him, that we can do nothing. And so you know what? God uses ordinary people, like all of us, to change people's worlds, to change lives. And he did it this summer through so many of you. He used counselors and cooks. He used small group leaders and speakers. He used musicians. And yes, he even used youth pastors. Believe it or not, he can do that. And guess what? God wants to use you. That's right, he wants to use you to change the people around you, their worlds, their lives. But why are we so vigorous in our work? It's because we know it's not dependent upon me. It's not dependent upon any fallible, corruptible human being, but it's all on him. And that's why we go out with confidence, because it's in God, it's in Him alone. You see, no human being can carry the weight that is the hope of the world. That's too much for us to carry. We'll crack under that pressure. But I remember a song as a child. I'm sure many of you have heard this song. It's speaking of God that says He's got the whole world in His hands. So guys, He's got this. It's on Him. Trust in Him and don't put your hope in anyone and anything except in Jesus and Jesus Christ alone. And so this morning, we hope that you were encouraged by what the Lord did in the lives of these students this summer. I hope that you praise God that He is active and alive in this world. And we also hope that you saw that Jesus is the hope of the world and that your lives are changed by knowing Him. And so on behalf of Corey and Stephen, we just like to say thank you. Thank you for all the love and all the support that you give the youth of our church. It is absolute blessing. And we know that we all love you very, very much. 
And now go and be a blessing to those around you. And may you help change people's lives by pointing them to the hope that we have, Jesus, who is our living hope. Go in peace.